0: we oftentimes repeat the patterns that we have or the dynamic that we have with our moms and our dads with our partners. And so every relationship that I was in in a way, kind of mimic that. Hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome to season two of the Evolve with Evelyn podcast. If you're new here, my name is Evelyn Huynh. I'm first generation and the older sister healing generational trauma. And everything I've learned in my personal development and healing journey, I'm going to be showing you in this podcast. This podcast is for those who feel like they're the black sheep of the family, who feel like they're the ones healing generational trauma and breaking those cycles whether you're the oldest whether you're the youngest or the middle child or the only child healing generational trauma this space is for you. I'm really excited to create this community with you for all of us to kind of come together because this journey can feel really fucking lonely sometimes and it feels like you're the only one going through it and it feels like nobody else understands you and if there's one thing I know for a fact, it's that you are not alone and I'm really excited to see how this podcast evolves as we co-create this together, how this community grows and I love you so much already Let's fucking do this. What is up, you beautiful soul? And welcome back to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast. So, this is episode six, and I'm really excited about this episode because we're going to be talking all things relationship. We have just stepped into Libra season. I'm a Libra rising, and Libra is all about relationships. And so, in this season, especially going into Scorpio season at the end of October, we're gonna start noticing a lot of shifts in relationships. And I feel like a lot of people have been experiencing this already, like myself included. It kind of started with work relationships last month. And in this month specifically, there has been so much energy from old relationships, friendships that kind of disintegrated and are kind of coming back to the surface. And so in today's conversation, I really wanna just talk about what it means to be in a safe relationship and you can take this as friendship it can be partnership with you know romantic partnership it could be with your family but when you really think about it everything in our life is a relationship so you can apply this to your relationship with yourself you can apply this to your relationship with money your relationship with your spouse your relationship with your best friend and so i really want to have this conversation because i don't think anyone has ever really taught us what it means to be in a safe relationship or what a safe relationship looks like and when we really talk about generational trauma and the fact that generational trauma is the thing that creates the inner child wounds that every single one of us experiences the majority of us don't really have good role models or this standard of what an equal, healthy, conscious relationship looks like. We often grew up in households that had a very skewed way of communicating with each other, skewed ways of disciplining. And when you really think about how our subconscious mind works, right? Our subconscious mind has been formed by the age of seven. But before the age of seven, it's a sponge it's taking in its entire environment so the way that we learn how relationships are how we communicate with ourselves how we communicate with the people around us is through what has been mirrored to us so if we grew up in a not so you know healthy home where parents were fighting all the time there was infidelity there was lying and cheating and manipulation or maybe there was even things like domestic abuse or violence that kind of became our norm and what we think relationships should look like. And so when I work with my clients in generational trauma healing, 100% of the time, my clients are repeating patterns and behaviors that their parents exhibited. And they realize, holy crap, I'm exactly like my parent. Or I attracted a partner that's exactly like my parent. I am much more like my parent than I even thought. And you know what's interesting is that so many of us grow up and go, I will never be like my parent, and in that pursuit of trying to be everything that our parent wasn't, we often actually end up becoming exactly like them and so this is why when you when we talk about safe relationship or just relationships in general, we also have to really talk about inner child wounds as well as generational trauma because our relationship is just kind of the symptom or the manifestation of whatever wounds and traumas that are in our family history so we won't dive into too too much about that but if you want me to do a whole episode on that i i absolutely will because i absolutely love talking about all things generational trauma and inner child wound especially when it comes to relationship so The first sign that you're in a safe relationship is you feel like you have a voice and you can speak up for yourself. I didn't have that for a long time. I actually had a very blocked throat chakra and your throat chakra is responsible for your personal truth, your self-expression, your creativity. I didn't have that. I, one, didn't have that as a little kid Because everything I ever did was wrong. I always got lectured at. I always got yelled at. My parents didn't really know how to talk to me in a calm way. They didn't know how to handle my big emotions. I'm a Scorpio sun and moon. So I'm a very emotional sensitive kid. So when I feel emotions, they just boil up. Whether that be throwing a tantrum if I'm trying to get someone's attention or, and by the way, this is when I was a kid, (laughs) I don't throw tantrums anymore. But when I would get emotional, I would cry and that would be too much for my family. So they would just try to shut me up in whatever way they could. And so that often led to me getting yelled at, me getting smacked across the face. And so that, those patterns I carried with me in friendships, in even my partnerships. I remember one time, I was having an argument with one of my exes and we sat there for like three hours and him just trying to get me to talk. And I remember sitting there and everything in me wanted to talk. Like I, in my mind, I'm like, these are all the things that I want to say, but it kind of felt like cat got my tongue. And so I would just be mute and I wouldn't speak or I wouldn't say anything. And then fast forward to another relationship. When I started learning to speak up a little bit more, then I had an overactive throat chakra and I would just, yell and combust and I would just say such impulsive things and so I've learned on both ends of the spectrum not having a voice but then also having a very like toxic voice I don't even know if that's a thing but you know sometimes we're so overactive and we aren't healing ourselves we don't have emotional intelligence and so the moment that we have this opportunity to kind of speak for ourselves we unleash and unload and I see this all the time with a lot of my clients where it's either they completely suppress things and they try to push it off, but then they build up that resentment. And then when they actually do have an opportunity to like talk to their partner or they're in an argument, then they unload so many things from the past and that's not healthy either. So it's really important for us to kind of have this healthy boundary. So in order for us to feel like we have a voice and that we can actually speak up for ourselves, we have to actually do that in our own life first. So many of us do not let our voices be known For what it is that we want for ourselves. So for example, like, if you are feeling really drained, and you feel like I shouldn't be working today, like, I really need to take that time for myself, and your voice is wanting to be heard, like, come on, like, let's, let's take some time off, but then you don't listen to that. And then you keep pushing it through. And then now you hit burnout. We start just not trusting our own voice and what it is that we want to say. And then we don't trust ourselves when we're wanting to say something or be honest or speak our truth in our partnerships and our friendships and our relationships. So a safe relationship is all parties have to be on the same page. So if you don't feel safe because of the other person or the other party, that needs to be a conversation that needs to be had and you need to set boundaries. On the other end a safe relationship also means that you have to do your own work in order to create safety within that relationship for the other person as well, which means that you are also simultaneously creating safety for yourself. So things like throat chakra healing, listening to throat chakra healing meditations, um, singing, singing. Uh, Deep breath work like anything that revolves around like speaking your truth that is a huge thing like I have a course called communicate with confidence which by the way is going to be coming out in October so definitely stay tuned for that but essentially this communicate with confidence course I have different modules on listening skills responding skills nonviolent communication as well as how inner child wounds affects your communication so Learning how to better communicate with ourselves and with other people is going to help us feel like we have more of a voice and be able to speak up for ourselves in our relationships. Think about it. A lot of our parents grew up in a time where the women had to stay at home and be with the kids. No, even if they had passions, they weren't allowed to because the men were the breadwinners and the ones who go around and dick around. Like I can't tell you how many clients I have where a dark a large part of their traumas in their family resulted from a very disempowered mom who, you know, was just depressed all the time and then had a cheating husband who was out working all the time and had this immense pressure to, you know, be the man of the house. And I'm not saying that this is the case for everyone, but it's very common, right? And so the women obviously never spoke up for themselves because they were taught just suppress suppress like this is your role this is what you were put on this earth to do to be a parent to be a good wife to have food at the dinner table and you do not question your husband even if your husband is doing things that are very wrong so it's it's no wonder why so many of us don't feel like we have a voice and can speak up for ourselves especially women right we like so many of us struggle to speak up for ourselves not even in our relationship but in our careers asking for a pay raise like This is why communication is so key. And it's one of the things that causes very unsafe and toxic relationships. So if you want to be in a safe relationship, if you want to facilitate a safe relationship, master your communication. If you have any questions about that, if you want to learn how to dive into that a little bit deeper, then just shoot me a DM and just stay tuned because Communicate with Confidence is going to be relaunching as a live program. And I'm so excited about it. So the second thing is you're not afraid to say no. When you're in a safe relationship, you are not afraid to put up boundaries, enforce boundaries and say no, whether that be in the bedroom, whether that be in activities, whether that be in your career, right? No is helps you be empowered. If we're saying yes all the time, even when our intuition is saying no, what does that really say about the, the life that we're living? We're literally going constantly against our intuition. And then we're doing things that we don't want to do. We're saying things that we don't want to say. And that leads to resentment building. That leads to us being disempowered. That leads to us not essentially speaking our truth. Like this all goes hand in hand with one another. So ask yourself, like, do I feel safe in any of my relationships to say no? Whether that be friendships, whether that be a working relationship with my employer or whether that be with like my family and my friends. I remember for a really long time, I could never say no in my friendships. And it wasn't that they did anything wrong. It was just that I was such a people pleaser. And so then a lot of the friendship issues that I was having was actually me bringing it on upon myself because I felt like there would be FOMO. Like everyone would be doing things without me and then i would just be left and forgotten and so i would say yes even though when in, in, intuitively i really wanted to say say no so this is like an example in the friendship but in a relationship right this is where a lot of people struggle because if i say no then my partner is gonna do so and so or my partner is gonna say this and this and it's gonna make me feel guilty or they're going to smack me across the face and so this is where we really need to take a step back And ask ourselves, like, do I feel comfortable and do I feel safe saying no? Because no is just as powerful as yes. And it's just another word for us to speak up for what it is that we want. And if the answer is no, I don't feel safe, ask yourself why. Why am I afraid to say no? And I think it's really important to kind of take a look at that because a lot of us go into relationships or we stay in relationships because of a lot of different factors. But a large part of that is our wounds. And so if a lot of us have abandonment wounds, codependency wounds, and we're staying in relationships because we're afraid of being alone or we feel like this is the only person that we're ever going to be with and so we have to hold on tight, sometimes we then end up staying in relationships that actually don't serve us. And by staying in relationships that don't serve us, we are actually holding ourselves back from being in relationships that do. When we say yes to one thing, we're saying no to a million others. And so, so many people think that the relationship that they're in is their be-all end-all, right? I've been with this person for 10 years, we're married, we have kids. I can't leave them because I have to start all over again. But I get that. And at the same time, isn't that kind of depressing being in a relationship or a marriage that you absolutely feel your light dimmed, you don't feel happy, you're miserable, There's a complete lack of love, connection, communication, and you're doing it quote unquote for the kids or you're doing it because you don't want to start over again. And if that's you, like I, my heart is with you and I understand that's a very tough place to be in, but I also just want to remind you that you are young. Like I know so many people who are in their sixties, seventies, who met the love of their life on like at the, at the grocery store and like they're married and they're the happiest they've ever been. Like age is just a number. So please stop allowing your age to determine what you are or are not available for when it comes to relationships. It doesn't matter if you're young. It doesn't matter if you're in your 40s, your 50s, or your 60s. Like You deserve to be in a relationship and a partnership where you are just so lit up. Everything in your body is just giddy all the time. Like Obviously, it's going to require work, but you don't deserve to settle. So stop settling. I can't tell you how many of my clients that I've worked with in our time working together have ended an engagement or have given their husbands an ultimatum or have you know, just put their foot down in their relationships and it's scary as all hell because it's everything that you know and it's comfortable and you have a history together and the thought of separating or divorcing, can sound really messy but nothing is always going to be messier than you staying in something that does not serve you that you know there's no hope of it being something good later down the road because that's when things like settling leads to resentment which leads to guilt and shame and then anger and sadness and then infidelity emotional manipulation or even like domestic violence and abuse and no one deserves that okay so that's number two Number three is you feel safe, seen, heard, loved, and understood. I cannot stress how freaking important this piece of the puzzle is because for a long time, I was in relationships that I never felt seen. I never felt loved. I never felt like they truly understood me because one, I was in these relationships because of my own abandonment wounds, I attracted not the greatest partners. All the partners that I attracted ended up cheating on me. They One, they couldn't handle me. And two, I was very wounded. You know, I was a very wounded, codependent human going into a relationship and also kind of controlling in a way because I didn't really have a lot of control in my life. And that's the thing is that for those of us who grew up in households where we didn't feel like we had that control we end up being controlling in other areas of our life whether that be trying to control our partners whether that be trying to control our employees or controlling our kids and it, and that's where generational trauma and inner child wounds comes in right that that history and that pattern of control keeps repeating until one person decides to heal and go i am not going to control control because i don't need control in order to feel significant or in order to feel powerful and so ask yourself do I feel safe seeing heard loved and understood in this relationship because here's the thing is that over 90% of us did not feel this way in our childhoods I did not feel safe seeing heard or understood and even sometimes loved when I was a child like I knew my parents loved me and like fed me and kept me alive and they would do anything for me, but the love that I needed, the affection, that empathy, that emotional connection, it was completely non-existent and it was not there. And so we oftentimes repeat the patterns that we have or the dynamic that we have with our moms and our dads with our partners. And so every relationship that I was in, in a way kind of mimicked that, Like, I did not feel any of those things. And so then we start settling again. And so it's important for us to kind of take a look at our current relationships now, even even friendships. Do I feel safe? Like, do I feel like I can actually be my full self or am I constantly in freeze, fight or flight and freeze mode? So many of us feel like we're walking on eggshells in relationships. We come home and we're on all the time because we don't wanna say the wrong thing and piss off our partner or piss off our friends because we don't know if they're gonna unload and unleash on us. That is not a safe relationship. You should not have to be guarded all the time or feel like you're walking on eggshells in your relationship. Like what kind of relationship is that? So that's a really important piece. Do you feel seen, right? We have love languages. We have, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, Um And there's, I think, like one or two more, but the love languages are very surrounded by our senses. So like things that we see, hear, feel, taste, smell, that kind of thing. So what makes me feel seen in a relationship is different from what makes you feel seen. What makes me feel seen could be a partner acknowledging me by writing me notes or really spending that quality time with me. Whereas for you, maybe it's acts of service, like when someone makes your coffee in the morning or when someone helps you take out the garbage when it was your day, that might make you feel seen, right? So we all have different love languages and what makes you feel seen is different from what your friends and your partners feel seen. So it's important for you to both recognize what that is for each other so that you are showing up in a way that makes the other person feel seen. So when I'm working with clients in relationship coaching, this is really one of the first topics that we're talking about is what are your needs and have you communicated your needs to your partner? And needs doesn't mean like I need you to do this. It's like I have this need where it's important for me to feel loved and affection. So I I need someone to cuddle me, to hold me, to hug me from behind, to be intimate with me. And if the other person doesn't know that, they don't realize that a week without being intimate with you is actually not so great for you, right? So that communicated, again, this leads back to communication. Like, have you communicated your needs? Have you asked your partner about their needs? Understood. We are all going into relationships with baggage. I don't care how healed you are. We're constantly healing. And so we all have baggage in some ways. And so oftentimes when we're so bogged down by our own wounds and traumas, we're very egocentric. It's like that trauma brain, that little child trauma brain. We're very egocentric. Everything revolves around us. And so a lot of us don't really take that time or don't know how to take that time to understand where the other person's coming from. So when we're in arguments and we're in you know, fights, it's really hard for people who haven't done the work to put themselves in the other person's shoe because everything is all about them. They're defensive. They feel unheard. They feel unseen. And so they don't know how to be like, oh, like this is where you're coming from. This is why healthy conversation and healthy communication is so important because it helps you have compassion for the other person. It helps you have compassion for yourself first and foremost, but that compassion can lead to understanding, which then leads to forgiveness. Some of the most healthy relationships out there, people fight and bigger all the time, but the fights don't last long. Because you go through the process of compassion, understanding, and forgiveness in such a short amount of time instead of harboring negative emotions and feelings and resentment and guilt and shame and letting it get drawn out. right? A lot of healthy relationships, they don't keep bringing up the same problems from the past because once it's healed and once it's talked about, once it's forgiven, it stays in the past and you kind of start fresh new and over and over again. This is why healing ourselves instead of bringing baggage into relationships is so important because this is where you see a lot of people just repeating the same patterns from their past relationships and wonder why they keep attracting the quote unquote same people oftentimes it actually has less to do with the people that you're attracting and more to do with you because you're the one who's attracting them so it's not about them it's about us and that was a really big thing for me to kind of come to terms with that was like Evelyn you were the common denominator in all of these relationships that you were cheated on so what does that say about (laughs) your relationship with relationships and what do you got to do here and the last one is you feel valued A sign of being in a safe relationship is that you feel valued. You feel like you have your own independence. You feel like you can bring things to the table and the other person is going to respect it. This is where the issue lied in a lot of previous generations where the mom was the stay at home mom, very disempowered. And the man was the breadwinner, made all the money. So they called all the shots and held all the power and the control. The women often didn't feel very valued. They felt like they were just there to do a role and to do a job and so when we feel valued we actually feel like we have purpose we feel like we have so much more that we can give but if we're constantly being pushed down we're constantly being made to feel like a piece of shit like we have nothing to bring to the table and that we're worthless we don't feel valued and when we don't feel valued we're just essentially this walking shell in this relationship that doesn't go anywhere and it's just miserable and unfulfilled and unhappy and we again settle so the common themes of all this is not settling better communication healing our wounds and trauma so that we don't bring baggage into into future relationships and I truly believe that we all have the ability to be in safe relationships, safe relationships that make us feel loved and, and on top of the world, relationships that just make us, relationships is at the end of the day, the thing that makes the world go round, right? So many people are successful in their careers, but then at the end of the day, they feel lonely and they don't have their person or they don't have those relationships that make them light up. So I really hope moving forward, I see this shift in the world where we really value the people in our life and our relationships and we are willing to put in the work because that is the thing that we all want at the end of the day is to feel good enough to feel loved and a large part of that is in relationships so to recap signs of a safe relationship is you feel like you have a voice and you can speak up for yourself you're not afraid to say no and you feel safe seen heard loved and understood and you feel valued I hope you enjoyed this episode. I absolutely love talking about these things and I'd love to hear your thoughts. So if you enjoyed this, please don't forget to take a screenshot, post it on your stories and tag me. I love you so much and stay tuned because in these coming weeks, we're also gonna be talking a little bit more about financial trauma and how to heal from it, how to overcome it. And don't forget to follow up with me on Instagram because the communicate with confidence course and live program will be coming out in October and you do not want to miss it, especially if you want to really master your communication with everyone around you. So I love you so much. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.